How about me and you go to McCammy Manor? I don't know what that is or what you're talking about, buddy. It's an extreme haunt where they torture you for eight hours, and if you make it through without having a heart attack, or a stroke, or faint, or die, uh, you get like five thousand to ten thousand dollars. Only eight hours, huh? Yeah. It used to be like 12 hours, I believe, but they cut it down to eight because it was too extreme for people. You know, I think we could do it, but I think to keep your nerves calm and make sure you don't have a heart attack, what you'd have to do is go the preceding two days beforehand, no Mountain Dew, no caffeine, no coffee for me. We got to go in there completely like caffeine free, and then I think we'll be too sleepy to actually be scared. I honestly think so, I'd, be, I'd be so drowsy that I'd be like, yeah, whatever. I just want to sleep. So with my ADHD, that actually puts me awake. What? Caffeine, caffeine drops my energy level, actually. A lot of the things that's supposed to wake you up for ADHD, people drops your energy level. There's a oh. reason why my energy level is so high. is because I'm actually cut down on the mountain dues to three a day right now. Only on this podcast would someone say they've cut down to three a day. <laughs> like, Jesus, what was your starting point that you had to cut down to three? <laughs> uh, I'm afraid to ask, but my goodness. Like, f- either four 20 ounces or three one liters. You really would bleed Mountain Dew if someone stabbed you, wouldn't you? He'd be like a mix. <laughs> Most likely. There'd be some blood in there, but it'd be predominantly Mountain Dew. He'd be like, oh, what is this green blood? It's not green blood, it's Mountain Dew. No, it's not. It wouldn't even be green blood. It'd still be red because it's mainly code red Mountain Dew. Oh, okay. Well, at least it would blend into the blood and make it all seem pretty, pretty fluid. It would. Ju- it would just be bubbly. Now you're just being gross. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't want. No, I don't want car. I don't want carbonated blood. Get out of here. Okay, fine. You damn vampire shit. Okay, so we've agreed that you're gonna go to the eight-hour thing. I'm going to support you outside morally, and then we split the money down the middle. I think this is a great yeah. deal, man. I mean, come on. Yeah, go fuck yourself. If you want to split, you better come with me. Man, I'm going to wait in the car on the parking lot while you go do your thing, man. Just come knock on. No, come. because ten, they, ha, they come and kidnap you to start it off. Come and kidnap you. See, this is ridiculous. This is That is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting someone come and kidnap you, man. That that's already a, a non-starter for me. So th- that's what you get with extreme haws. They're allowed to touch you. They're allowed to do a lot of things to you. You're just not allowed to do anything to them. Well, folks, you uh, folks, have you been listening? We're talking about haunted houses. Clearly, he's talking about very extreme haunted houses, which I wouldn't recommend, especially if you're, you know, of the faint of heart. If that's the terminology, I guess it is. But is it the it fa- is. faint of heart? Okay, yeah. If you're squeamish, faint of heart, claustrophobic, um, easily riled up, I would stay away from these extreme haunted houses. I would go to a normal haunted house like the characters in the movie that we're going to review today. Yeah, because that one wasn't advertised as extreme when they went. However, I should mention something. Um, I know a way to actually beat McCammy Manor because... They want you because when you sign the little thing saying you won't put your hands on anybody, you also have to put down like your tough what you're most afraid of. Really? Uh, yeah. So I would put down the thing I'm least afraid of. I'd put puppies. There you go. Uh, that way, instead of surrounding me with a bunch of fucking spiders, they surround me with puppies. 
I think it'd be funny if you did that, right? And you go in all confident, <laughs> but you don't know that I went in after you and changed your card back to spiders. So when I you go in there, you. <laughs> you're thinking puppies, and then you're like, holy shit, spiders. And you're like, that damn Vic got me. And I'm in, my, I'm, I'm in the car, of course, just laughing, like, ah, just waiting, like, man, that would be great. No, because we'd be kidnapped. I would be hit, getting you in on it. Your name is secretly scribbled on the paper. Well, if it's about my worst fear, then I'm going to wake up tied to a chair with a marathon of Supernatural playing in front of me. So if that's the case, man, they're really going to get me with that. You're going to be like, you're gonna be like, I'm like, what'd you do for eight hours? I'm like, man, I was in a tub full of spiders. What'd you do? I was like, I watched the first season of Supernatural. It's a fucking lucky ass bastard. <laughs> and you know what? You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to be like, by the way, I, I failed the mission. It's like, I... I got through seven hours. I was like, I can't do it anymore. Get me out of here. It's like I actually failed it, so they got me. So, so <laughs> another thing, another thing I've heard about them, they will, they refuse to let you out unless you're literally having a medical emergency. Let's say I have a problem peeing. I have a, my bladder fills up quickly. That's a medical emergency. Like I got to nope, go to the bathroom. Nope, you got to piss yourself. People have pissed themselves in this, in this the fucking haunt. So you can't just tap out and be like, hey, look, I think I'm not feeling anymore. I'm done. Let me out. You got to be like, I need an ambulance. Pretty much. Yeah, this is a no-go. I mean, I, <laughs> I understand if it's $30,000, $50,000, but not $5,000. They used to offer nothing if it makes you feel better. <laughs> who the hell want to do that? people who want the money or to prove that they can beat it through so far absolutely nobody has beaten through McCammy Manor with my luck I'd, I, with my luck I'd win the whole thing but then I'd find out they changed the changed the grand prize from $10,000 to a box set of the complete series of Supernatural <laughs> just I'd, for you definitely I'd be like oh, this is great this is great for Nick but where's my prize at man what the hell am I supposed to do with this I already have the entire series on DVD I don't need the box set that'd be the worst thing I'd be like I could have borrowed that from Nick like this is the worst prize ever <laughs> what the hell man happy Halloween everybody because you know it's Halloween Water. time what are you talking about sorry the, the, the crunching bottle thing was water oh okay got it um well okay anyways happy halloween everybody and today we're talking about the movie haunt and we're gonna be talking about all things halloween me and nick are gonna go ahead and give some halloween memories from some of our favorite halloweens that we've had as kids um were you a big trick-or-treater nick did you used to like go walk around your i was gonna say neighborhood but i remember that you live in the boondocks you walk on the road walk around the woods to like random cabins and like old men who live there would just like give you like candy that was probably not really sanitary. Were you a big trick or treat? Is what I'm asking. So, to answer your question, fuck yes. I would still be going trick or treating now if people would actually give me candy. But apparently, when you hit the age of fucking sixteen, you're too fucking old to dress up in your favorite costume and go out trick or treating for fucking candy. And these motherfuckers are like, no, you're too fucking old. Get away from my property. I think if you shave the beard, you could probably pull it off. <laughs> No, they just look at me like I'm fucking cue ball from Pokemon. Um, hey, there's, there's your costume. There you go. So, <laughs> so anyway, so what I, what we'd usually do is we'd actually go to a place called Cardinal Forest. I'm sure you know it. You live now, live about 15 minutes away from there. Oh yeah, I I lose uh lose cell phone reception anytime I'm near there. So yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, we'd all. So me and my brothers would always go to Cardinal Forest in order to do our trick or treating because, as you pointed out, we lived in the fucking woods. Car- um, Cardinal Forest is like you remember, like in that movie Wrong Turn, where like <laughs> the the car um the car they the car breaks down and then they get like hunted by the mountain people, right? The mold and the moldy uh, deformed mountain people, right? So um so the Cardinal place that Nick's talking about that's two miles down the road from there, past that. So you go further down the road and you get to where Nick's talking about, just to give some some context, some frame of reference of of this area that Nick is talking about. So go ahead and proceed, Nick. Tell your story. Yeah, so pretty much uh so I mean every year, of course, I dressed up as something, especially something I liked. One year I was a vampire. Actually, about two years I was a vampire because I was hoping to find a pretty young thing. You know, because I'm young as well. Um You know what they would call that? They would call that a <laughs> vampirus. I'll take it. Um It's a female vampire. I know, but I'll still take it. Fuck you. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I'm just saying that's that's what you. If you were a vampire looking for a young woman, you'd be looking for a vampirus. You'd be turning her into a vampire, man. What are you doing? Vampires need love too. You'd still have to have a eventually have a vampire wife and all that. So. Yeah, but I was eight at the time. I didn't give a shit about that. Okay, you still need someone to go down the slide with. <laughs> <laughs> you need a vampire to. I was nine. Sh- share I was a, nine then. I still didn't give a shit about that. You need someone to share a snack pack with you. See, that was when I was 13, and then I started caring. I actually, and that was actually when I started being friends, more friends with women than I was with men. But yeah, I've always went trick-or-treating from the age of when the fuck I was able to walk to about, as I said, 16, because I was literally threatened off of somebody's fucking porch. Hmm. Well, I mean, I told you if you try to light a house on fire, then there might be some pushback from the owners. So I've told that many well, times. It's not my fault that that guy decided to give me fucking matches because he thought I wanted to smoke. It's like, no, I want some fucking candy. Now, you're not giving me the treat, so now you're going to get the trick. <laughs> you know, the pun- punishment should fit the crime. And, you know, <laughs> death by fire because you didn't get a Tootsie Roll seems a little bit extreme. Just my opinion, but I mean, do, do, I what, do what you do, but I mean. That man wasn't giving out Tootsie Rolls. He was giving out fucking full crunch bars. You know, that's funny. There was always one person in the neighborhood, one adult who, like, the rumor would go around, like, yo, they're giving out full candy bars. And everybody would be excited because they're like, who would give out full candy? Like, think about this. Like, to buy full candy bars and give one out to, like, all the kids that come to your porch. I mean, it's nice, but it's also like, wow, stupid. <laughs> no, so not stupid. how about you, Vic? How was your, how was your trick-or-treating adventures? Oh, it's amazing. I would just get one Jason mask, everything else would be just normal jeans, shirt, Jason mask, and I would just do that all every year pretty much as a Jason mask. Um and it was you good. Uncreative bastard. Nah, man, I was like just like, "Hey, man, Jason, you know why because <laughs> I dress for comfort and I wasn't going to walk around the people that wear full costumes on Halloween. I respect them. I respect their dedication. But I'm not walking around in an uncomfortable costume, especially if I have to walk like 11 blocks, trick-or-treating the whole city, basically. I'm not doing a full costume where you're overheated, uncomfortable. Uh, No, not that. I'm wearing my nice jeans, my shirt, and Jason mask. You lazy bastard. Uh... Now, as an adult, trick-or-treating transitioned into haunted houses would be the main thing that I do as an adult. Not Not extreme haunted houses, more sort of I would say family friendly almost haunted houses which most, 
most of them are. And the, the worst was definitely during the pandemic when we, you had to do um, drive-by haunted houses where you have to stay in the car. And those were the worst. Never, never even... Never do... Folks, if you see an ad for that, never do one. It's the worst thing ever. No. So... Uh, do you want to explain what happened to us at Kings at the Kings Dominion last time we were there, or do you want to explain what happened to yourself this time you're near there, or how do you want to do this? You know, they're both basically the same story. I mean, it's not even a story; it's just Kings Dominion is trash. They're just a terrible haunted house. Now, one thing we can talk about, I can tell you what I feel like makes a good haunted house and what makes a bad haunted house, and maybe this will set us up well to talk about the movie also but I'll give you my things my biggest thing I notice is that when you're letting people in the haunted house even if you have a big line outside you should let them in in small groups yes let let the actors have a small group they can focus on on scaring it's better for everybody you don't feel like as a group you don't feel like you're rushed, being rushed through you don't feel like all the big scares are being like spread out amongst too many people. And Kings Dominion now, what they do basically is they let in a huge single file line. It looks like like the, the U.S. Army is walking through the haunted house. You might as well just be going to see the effects at that point. You're not even getting a scare. You're not getting a scare because, first of all, it's too many people. So the actors really have to pick and choose who they're going to scare. And typically they're going to look for... Um, whoever looks the, the most scared pretty much if you're already scared they're gonna be like oh they're scared let me scare them so if you're walking in like wanting to be scared but like with any kind of like boldness at all then they just let you walk by like you can't i don't know um so no single file lines no i would say a smaller thing where it's like five six people at a time is perfect maybe your group of friends with one one other separate group and you're you're together but Man, Kings Dominion, a lot of these mainstream haunted houses. It was the same way. I went to I went to Disney last year. Um, Disney had also same thing, letting in too many people at, at once. And and maybe that's why the local smaller haunted houses are usually a better experience than like theme park haunted houses. So uh, as a since I was with you for one of those, or at least half of that with you when I was at Kings Dominion with my wife. And, and you. Uh, and by the way, you went to most of them. Remember, I showed I went up, through all of them. I showed up late, so I only did a couple. So, no. By the, to be honest with you, so the, this story is me and my wife gets there. We decided we were going to go there with Vic. What was it? It was your birthday, right? No, no, it was Halloween. No, I'm talking about. I thought it was because of you. Whatever. Um, well, I made a plan, but it was just a Halloween plan. So my birthday is a week. My birthday is a week after Halloween, so that's fair. So. Gotcha. But anyway, so we, so me and my wife were going through. We were unamused, and there was one haunted house that I literally just said, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." And if you had not shown up when you did, I would have walked right out that gate and not come back. Hmm. Yeah, and that I mean, I could tell when I got there that you were like unsatisfied with the haunted houses you'd gone to already. And then I went to one or two, I think, with you, and I had the same experience of, wow, they really need to get their stuff together because this is just plain boring. And again, just like a movie, I feel like if, if you're boring, then that's like the cardinal sin that there's no coming back from. If you're boring, if people are walking through bored, 
then you have failed as a haunted house. Also, you need a few more scare actors because I think the first one, me in case me and my wife went in with you, was the corn maze, and there was like maybe one scare actor the entire time. Yeah, I, so I don't know because of I don't know if like they were just understaffed, but if you can't have enough staff, then don't bother doing a haunted house. <laughs> like you're cheating the audience. Oh, and then it kind of ruined it for us because we had two girls in front of us just nonstop screaming at everything. It's like, there's not even anyone jumping at you. No, not to no. mention the girl that bum-rushed me because she was so afraid to go past the actor. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Haunted houses are tricky because I feel like the ones I've gone to, the best ones have been like unexpected. Like I went to one in Tennessee. Amazing. In a little town... <laughs> city called Gatlinburg, Gatlinburg, yeah, Tennessee. Amazing mm-hmm. one. But I went to a haunted penitentiary in uh Philadelphia. And this one's actually one I went to that's actually like world well country famous, basically countrywide famous. Like it's mm-hmm. made some lists, but again it was not scary at all. So and they're very hard to predict. So yeah, my uh so my good my good version of a haunted house is at least when it comes to mainstream, starting out with that was when I went to Bush Gardens in Williamsburg. Oh, yeah, One, they that? only let in, well, me and me, and my wife, my brother, and my other brother. We got the fast pass lanes. Mm-hmm. Be honest, because it was on a Wednesday, we probably didn't need those. But I wanted to be. We were being cautious. But we went there, and we were the only ones going through each haunt. They would literally just let us four in, realizing we were the group together, let us in, let us see everything, let us experience everything. They always went after my wife because she was the small one. She was the one screaming all the time. It was hilarious. See exactly what I was saying. They always <laughs> they target whoever already appears scared. Or smallest. Whoever, think they, whoever they think they can get the biggest scare from. So, yeah. Yeah, so that so like I said, small groups, enough actors to be able to keep the haunt entertaining because just special effects is not going to do it for me. Yeah, and obviously the atmosphere, the theme, the music needs to play a good part in it. If there's music, yeah. Well, and it's interesting too because I've been so into haunted houses over the last like five, 10 years, but I never really knew that there was actually like a, a, a specific subgenre of horror movies that are all about haunted houses. And you have, of course, now we've seen there's, there's Hellfest, there's Haunt, um, mm-hmm. there is... Which actually, yeah. which I should mention something since we did just do Hellfest, because uh, you mentioned you didn't care for it, but I've actually now noticed for some reason a lot of people on Facebook saying that they're watching it. It's one of their favorite modern slasher movies. I'm like, really? I mean, it's decent, but it's not that good. <laughs> I was just unimpressed by Hellfest completely. And I I don't know if people's like just standards have gotten lower or something like that. I mean, I mean, there's people that say Halloween Kills is like their favorite slasher. And I'm like, oh, okay, well. That's because cool. they like they they like Jason being my uh, cosplaying as Michael Myers. Yeah, I mean, Michael putting on his big brother Jason's clothes and <laughs> going doing Jason's work, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, listen, it, it's all subjective, but I mean, 
Hellfest wouldn't be in my like top 10 slot. I don't think it'd be my top 30 slash. So I really sat down and made a list. I don't think it'd get in my top 30. I did like the atmosphere. Um, it did give you the haunted house vibe, but a lot of the strengths it has, I think the movie we're going to review today in some ways does those things better. So, um, so I'll say that, um, there's a, there's another one too that we didn't talk about, but, um, it's something where it's like they turn a hotel into a haunted house and, uh, it came out a few years ago but I'm struggling to remember what the name was. But basically, there's at least four or five haunted house subgenre movies for horror that people are really into. And I'm all for it, but it, you know, you got to do it right, though. You got to do it right, so. Well, how about we go ahead and talk about this one that me and you are pretty sure they did somewhat right. There, there's still a few issues, but what movie doesn't have issues? Tremors. No, that's still two and a half, sir. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, just for everybody, the audience out there, you know, if you ever feel like, you know, if you ever just listen to our podcast and you listen like five in a row and you're like, you know, I really think my views really match up with, with Nick's views. I feel like Nick understands movies the way I do. And I think that, you know, me and him share the same thoughts on movies. Whenever you think that, I want to remind you, just remember one thing in your head. This is the same man that gave Tremors two and a half stars. And then you'll be like me and be like, nah, Nick doesn't know what he's talking about. Just remember that. But before you just jump on the bandwagon and be like, yeah, man, I think Nick really knows what he's talking about. Just remember that one small kernel of truth that the man gave Tremors two and a half stars. Just remember, unforgivable. That's all I'm saying. Just, you know. So I, I got a PSA for our audience as well. If you ever think that, you know, Vic seems like he knows what he's doing half the time, knows what he's talking about, this man still hasn't seen the even aftershock. How can you say you like Tremors and yet you have yet to see the sequels? You know, I thought you were going to name an actual good movie that I hadn't seen. (laughs) You named a Tremors sequel, really? Yes, and you know what? There are plenty of people who will agree with me that... Aftershock is actually a pretty decent sequel off of a pretty decent movie. I don't need to watch The Adventures of Bert, all right? I got enough Bert in the first one. I don't really see his ongoing adventures. I'm very good. Thank you very much. It's Technically, Aftershock is The Adventures of Frank Ward. I think he's only in one of them, though, right? Aftershock. That's oh, the yeah. only one he comes back to. Well, then after that, it's all Bert, pretty much. And, and you know... Yeah. You you could have sold me if you said, hey, Reba McIntyre is coming back too and we have her and Bert going on these adventures, but no Reba, no Vic. Well, that's because Reba was on her show, Reba. Well, I'm glad we've sidebarred this conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> you brought it up, I had to continue. <laughs> well, listen, who doesn't love Reba, right? Um, have you even seen the show? I've heard good things. Actually, I saw an article where uh, it said she's trying to bring it back for some kind of streaming channel, um, because apparently it got it got canceled prematurely. They said the ratings were really good, and nobody really understands why it was taken off the air. But um, maybe they just didn't have anything else to do with the character. You know, one of these haunted house movies needs to have a scene where the characters walk into a room and the ghosts or someone's just there, and he's like, "You broke into the wrong damn rec room, didn't you?" Just no, they're never going to say that. They should. That's no, a cl- because no one can say it as gr- as well as Michael Gross. 
All right, that sounds gross, all right? So you set that one up too easy. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, Nick seems to think that this movie might have came straight to Shudder. I'm pretty sure it did. Well, I'm a little bit annoyed because now it's exited Shudder, and I couldn't watch it on Shudder. I had to, I had to actually get it on YouTube, which means I had to pay money for it, which... I have my streaming Shutter service and paying money for that, and I expect a Shutter original to be on Shutter. So I, that makes me think maybe it's not a Shutter original, but I know it, it was on Shutter for some time. It, it's a Shutter original, and the reason I know is because literally, whenever I turn a movie on myself, Shutter shows up as the first thing. Well, I don't understand why it's not on Shutter anymore. That's that's just the only thing that irks me. So because they just wanted to take your money for all your worth. I mean, you know, I think Netflix is already doing that. HBO Max. Um, <laughs> seriously. Jeez, um, you're paying for HBO Max? What the fuck are you even watching on there? Oh, dude, they have all the shows, man. They have, um, you'll like this, they have Fresh Prince. They have Martin. All the good old shows, uh, Family Matters, Step by Step, they're all actually on um, HBO Max for some reason. I don't know why, but they even have like a Halloween section. It it takes Halloween episodes from TV shows and puts them all in one place. It's very cool. So, I, I, I already ha- own Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on DVD. You already own Martin on DVD. Sure, but do I really want to break out my DVD when I got right there in the, the hands of my remote control? It's the wonderful world of streaming, Nick. Get it together. It's 2022. Nobody watches DVDs, and especially not DVDs of Supernatural, especially not me, so... Well, then I guess you're just going to have to watch it on Netflix. Oof. If it's on HBO Max, I'll give it a chance. But Netflix is the one that I usually nope, don't... Netflix. Have. So Netflix is the one I usually actually cancel and don't really care that year-round because I have, HBO Max actually also has an amazing movie catalog that Netflix can just not compare it to. Released in 2019. And... Did any of the cast, like, strike stand out to you as, like, anybody you've seen before or seen since? Uh... No, but I did find out that the main actress, who the girl who plays Harper, apparently was eighth place in season nine of American Idol. Wow, very nice. That's about all I know about her. Well, okay then. Um, um, yeah, look at the cast list. I gotta say, like, none of these people really stood out to me in terms of just having seen them before or since. But for an unknown cast, I gotta say, man, I'll say it right off the bat. I was impressed with the performances. This movie had a strong cast for being like a low-budget, straight-to-shutter horror movie. And, and by the way, the reason I say that is because Hellfest came to theaters. Hellfest was a <laughs> Hellfest probably had a bigger budget than this movie, man. Honestly, probably. Yeah. Um, but you could definitely. But this movie definitely seemed to have a little bit more passion than Hellfest was. Hellfest, because it was going to theaters, made me think. Oh, well, that's just a cash grab, whereas this movie actually wanted something. I don't know how Shelf, uh, I don't know how Hellfest got in theaters because watching it, that felt more like a straight-to-shutter movie also. I'm like, it didn't really feel like something you'd like, watch in theaters, but um, I guess, you know, the director must have been, must have like an uncle like in a high, high up in a film studio or something because I got to theater somehow, but... Um, and I watched it in theaters. Oh well. Yeah, I hope you and three others had fun. So, uh, my wife was with me too. Well, I think 
I think that's romantic to take your wife to an empty theater where there's no nobody else there to see the movie except you two. And um, exactly, so I, 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 I'm not I'm not mad. I at love that. those kind of. I, I love that. That's exactly what happened with it. Chapter two as well. Me and my brother went and just enjoyed the movie with the whole theater to ourselves. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, it was actually opening day. It was like the very first showing. But then again, very first showing was like Thursday at around six or seven. It must have. And I know. I. I mean, I know it was definitely that way when you went and saw uh, Repo the Genetic Opera. It was just definitely you, empty theater. That was fearnet.com. Um, yeah, but with Repo, I remember too, it was like, you told me one time it was you, right? And it was like five other people, but they watched the first 10 minutes and they all five walked out. So it was you left over because the rest of them had given it 10 minutes and decided this was trash and they all walked out. So you were by yourself. So. Negative, because it never yeah. went to theaters. Now, unlike your empty theater experience, me... I saw Troll 2 in theaters with a packed house. <laughs> it was me and a thousand people. And you know what happened at the end of the movie? When the credits hit, standing ovation from everybody in the crowd. They just stood up. There was tears in people's eyes. Tears slowly rolling down their cheeks. Everybody gave a standing ovation. And then the whole talk coming out was like, we can't wait for Troll 3. I don't know why it didn't happen, but that's my memory of, of singing theaters. And I'm sticking with it. Just telling you right now. So. You should find so, a mo- find a movie like that where people walk out of the theater inspired. They want to have a better life afterwards. That's what Troll Two did to me and those people in the theater that night. And you know, I, I really hope you find a movie like that that inspires you also. So I hope I'm so glad I'm currently not sitting next to Vic right now because that lightning bolt is going to be fucking huge. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Who are you talking about? I'm not lying. Get out of here. <laughs> How about we just get back to this movie before <laughs> we? Go- Go off on something else, damn it. Okay, well... Um, Mallory's death. Well, I was going to say, first thing, I like the whole setup of how they get to the haunted house because it's very interesting. You kind of learn a little bit about, a little bit about each character. Um, they all seem pretty likable. They pull up to this haunted house, which... Not Sam. Yeah, that's true. Um, wait, what do you mean? It's for all the stars Rob, not getting to know her, basically, being... No, the abusive boyfriend. Oh yeah, but he's still he's not like, likable. He's not likable, and he's like <clears throat> basically like stalking them pretty much. Um, but yeah, they pull this haunted house, and you know, me and Nick disagree because I, I would already be suspect just by the clown standing outside who doesn't speak and how weird everything seems. There's no real parking lot there, and it doesn't seem like it's a popular haunted house. I'd be a little bit kind of like, eh, hey guys, what do you think about maybe you know going to IHOP? So the reason I disagree is because it's no because it is kind of established pretty er, pretty early on in this movie when they leave the party that it's late. I'm sorry, you go to a local place late at night, you're going to be. I'm amazed that they're actually still open. But yeah, the, it's not a surprise that there's no one there because it's late. They're probably about to close down, and then another group comes in. It's like, well, we still got five minutes to kill. Quite maybe, but, literally. Well, yeah, true. But maybe. But one thing is, one of the characters even mentions that there's only one Yelp, only one Yelp review. It's a traveling circus. Ah, okay, all right. <laughs> and Nick, Nick, Nick is like such the first person that would die because he's like the one who's like, "Don't ask any questions. Let's just have fun. 
first to get his head chopped off because he eagerly, run, eagerly runs in there. So I can see it now. So no, because for one, the they do get advertised that this is an extreme haunt. I wouldn't go to an extreme haunt because I don't want people touching me because I will be swinging. I think it's just a difference of personality. Nick's going in first. I'm the one on the side of the road, being like, uh, "You're all doomed. It's a death curse." Yeah, um, you know what happens to him, right? Oh well, yeah, they. Uh, he was a victim of bad writing because they shouldn't have killed off Crazy Ralph, right? He should have been around, he should have been around in every sequel, clearly. Now, he got barbed wire to the throat. Well, it wasn't even Jason that killed him. It was fucking Three Finger from Wrong Turn. Yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> Crazy Ralph went out very wrong. I don't agree with that writing at all. And you had to keep bringing back other ones, and the same character kept coming back as different actors and all the rest of them, so I don't know. Um, anyways... Okay, Nick, you're you're like, okay, well, this is normal. It's a local haunted house, and, you know, it's late night. Now, when they go in there, at what point when they go in there would you start to be like, hey, this doesn't seem like other haunted houses? Because I'm not crawling into a random coffin by myself and with an idea of just that leads to somewhere. That already seems a little bit suspect to me. I mean, you're probably like 40 minutes in the movie before you're like, hey, this is kind of odd, but my bat signal is going off like five minutes into this haunted house, I'm telling you. So... That is probably actually true. Uh, it would probably take one of my friends actually dying because I've actually been to a haunt before where I watched a woman get beheaded. Don't ask me how they did the effects on that. Well, I don't think it was an effect. I think probably someone was actually <laughs> beheaded. So Yeah, someone dressed up as Pinhead. My dad was in front of me. My brothers were behind huh. me. We got to hurry this up, don't we? <laughs> oh, I told them nine, so that's just a big good. Um... Anyways, I'm sorry, you were saying. But yeah, so we were, my dad was in front, my brothers were behind me. We were, I was holding a rope, and the tr- the gist of it was, if you let go of the rope, the monsters could see you and will kill you. And one woman apparently had her hands off the rope, the pinhead came up, grab, physically grabbed her, threw her over the rope, put her in the guillotine, and cut her head off. Wow. That is pretty crazy. Okay, well, and then so. some dog man took his took his uh, little pole that he was attached to and ran at the crowd with it. You know, one thing the characters do also that's a little bit different is they go in as a group, but they pretty quickly split up into like three different groups. But that's because they had a safe they had a safe way and a not safe way. Yeah, but I don't think the group should separate when you're already a small group. It didn't really make sense to me that you would split up that way. Like part of the fun well, is if they did part- split up, we wouldn't have gotten. Part of the fun of the hard house, though, is to, like, experience that with your friends, not to be split up. Like, you don't want to go through a hard house by yourself. That's not fun. It eliminates the whole The real thing that doesn't make sense to me, the real thing that doesn't make sense to me is why did Harper split from Nathan? I think because Nathan smelled bad and Harper was like, I got to get away. What do you think? But she liked him. Yeah, but he still smelled bad, so. You can like someone but be turned off by the smell, so. All right, look, it's just one theory, okay? I also, mean. So here's a, probably one of the very first inconsistencies I've seen in this movie, and that is the coffin scene that you mentioned multiple times now. Because uh, when they first are noticing that there's an unlock coming in from whenever they shut the coffin door, it's almost instantaneous. Hmm. Uh, yet when they go in there, it takes like a second or two before they finally before the door finally unlocks. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I didn't really notice that, but 
That's a fair point. I'm with you. I do like. Uh, I gotta or, say. Here, here. Oh no! Go ahead. Uh, here's another thing. Uh, they're craw- when they're crawling through the damn uh, wooden trap, uh, wooden crawl space. They're making so much noise. It's made out of wood, and yet they don't hear Mallory fall f- into the trap door. That's true. Also, yeah. Maybe the whole pl- maybe the whole thing is soundproof though. I don't know. I mean. We clearly hear them walking on it, damn it. Oh, man. You know, for this all being an elaborate setup to terrorize people, it's a lot of good special effects that the killers have set up in this haunted house, man. You got the typical rooms, like the crazy mirrors, like the one room that spins in a circle and stuff. I mean, that's typical haunted house stuff. So there's some legitimate cool haunted house stuff in here. As Of course, it's all a front to kill them all, but still pretty cool. Yeah, like when the witch kills Mallory with a hot poker. At least she was unconscious, right? So she didn't feel a thing. She was in Dreamland, yeah, and she th- never came out of Dreamland. So. Yeah, but they, but they did that slow mo thing of just showing everyone's reaction. Harper's slowly backing up, crying, remembering her past abuses as the damn thing comes up and just stabs her friend in the face. Yeah, that wasn't too nice. I I, I will say this. I I like Harper. I think the actress did a good job. And I think why I like this better than Hellfest is mainly because I feel stronger about the main characters here than I did about the ones in Hellfest. I didn't really care about the characters in Hellfest at any point. This one, I feel a little bit more like I'm on a journey with them. I feel like the two main leads, even though they kind of tease a romance, they really don't need it. The movie doesn't really need them to be like any kind of like relationship. But... I feel like they're both very likable and it goes a long way to making to wanting to see them actually make it out of this haunted house versus in Hellfest. A part of me was kind of like, I hope they all die. But to be fair, the uh, romance bit was pretty much thrown out the window once er, once everything starts. They're just trying to get out of there. There was no stopping to look in each other's eyes and go, Nathan <laughs> Harper. Wait. Would you have been surprised? I'm sure some movies would have done that, though. Had a moment to be like, hey, you know what? I'm pretty scared, but I think I love you. Some yeah, movies would have. I know. It's unrealistic, but some movies would have done that. I'm glad they strayed away. Um, all the supporting characters are likable. Um, Angela has like 46 damn cousins. This is very true. Um, and hey, they rule the world. What is the one character's name? The one dude, Um, what's his face? Let me see. Evan? The big dude? Yeah, I like Evan. And, you know, if we could talk a moment, for a moment about his kill, his kill was kind of off screen a little bit. Didn't it kind of feel like the way they did it was off screen? So, a yeah, bit? it was off screen a little bit because Ghost or Mitch, whatever you want to call him, I call him Ghost because that's what his damn thing is on IMDb, is saying, hey, do you want to see my face? I mean, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a work in progress, but I think you'll like it. Yeah, but I didn't like that scene because I would have liked to see the kill versus the aftermath. It was kind of a weird cut. They cut away and they cut back to it. And it's like, the guy's one of the main characters. It feels like he earned at least like a little bit more of a, a death scene than that. That's all I'm saying. I feel, honestly, I feel like in real life, that character would have overpowered Ghost when you finally see that Ghost is a pretty fucking scrawny. I didn't understand why Evan, I get it, but he escaped, man. He got out, right? And he had a, I know it's not a, a long window, but he had a brief moment where he really could have ran and got out there. 
but he's hanging around. He's looking for the keys. He's I, waiting for his friends. Yeah, but I think they would have understood if he just took off running down the road screaming, Help me! Help me, anybody! Yeah, All and right. then Sam would have found him, and Sam probably would have killed his ass. No. No, like I said, Evan, I feel like we should have gotten that, gotten a death scene, and I feel like Evan would have put up a pretty de- decent fight against him, because again, he has, he's two times this guy's fucking weight. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, like, the way they filmed it was like kind of like Evan can you can already see Evan's like like seeing that this dude is dangerous and you just cut to like Evan being dead. I'm like, yeah, did Evan not put up a fight at all? It seemed like he saw something coming at that point. So I don't know. Maybe but. the maybe uh, Ghost's face get, took him by surprise. I guess because I'm still trying to figure out if it really is a modification or if it's a deformity. I think it's a modification because it's something to do with like tattoos and like them being tattoo artists and I don't know but I think it's like self-designed like a project they're doing to themselves versus like an actual uh, physical deficiency I don't know though it's a it's really not that spelled out and maybe that's for the better it leaves you wondering and asking questions um I will say this I do think the movie starts to drag a little bit towards the end when they yes. when they've been in the haunted house for a long time, and probably by the time that um, she finds that her she actually accidentally killed her own friend, if you recall, yeah. Um, by that time, I'm kind of like, okay, let's kind of get on with it now because at that point, the haunted house setting is no longer like that exciting. It's like all right, mainly because yeah. around that point, we just now saw the end of the haunt. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> The, the end was they were going to get shot in the face. The thing with these haunted house movies is they, they need to be short. They need to be short and fast-paced. Why don't you spend so much time in the haunted house? It's kind of like, all right, I, I want some more explanation now. I want I want to see these characters like really get out of this. Like, But I don't want to see any more like trick rooms or like just them running in a circle. Right? It gets repetitive after a while. That's, that's one thing. The setting it does get repetitive probably about an hour into it. Luckily, it's not a long movie by any stretch. Um... So there are a few things you you mentioned that, you know, you like Harper as a character. I liked her too up until the end because she honestly does something that that pisses me off. And that's the the shotgun after the devil is killed. The shotgun is presumed to be loaded. She doesn't know it's unloaded, but yet she still stands up in line of fire and runs for it. This is true. This is true. She. She is lucky that thing had no more rounds in it. Otherwise, she would be dead. Instead of standing to the side or because of the shotgun staying low to the ground. I was I was pretty shocked by the ending because I was really happy to see that her boyfriend Sam came and saved the day. I thought that maybe that wouldn't happen, but he really came and came through. And Sam was the hero we all... Did we watch the same <laughs> fucking movie, my guy? Oh, oh, actually, no. What they did was actually amazing because Sam thinks he's coming to save the day. <laughs> And he's immediately disposed of in the most horrific way possible, which he did deserve. Well, he deserved, but at the same time, I wish we would have gotten Harper and Sam a little confrontation where she finally tells him you're shit. Because people probably will say, well, she typed in that it's over to him. She broke up with him. No, her friend typed it's over. She just sent it. Yeah. Well, that's true. Um, you didn't. She didn't get the um, the uh, catharsis moment of 
telling off Sam, and then afterwards you can have Sam get his head chopped off. But either way, justice was served in its own way. Um, one big difference in this in Hellfest is I was way more satisfied with the actual ending because it felt like we got a resolution. They weren't setting up for a sequel that would never come in the way that Hellfest was. I was pretty satisfied oh, with the, the ending. <clears throat> the clown dude coming up to her house. I, You know what? When she first signed the release forms, I thought she purposely sent them to her parents' house to get her father killed. Yeah. But instead, she sent them to her parents' house so she could kill him. Very true. Very interesting. Hey, she is not a dumb character. She is, for the most part, pretty smart all throughout, especially at the end there. And uh, I was surprised they weren't setting up a sequel. They were finishing the story. And I, I think I think that ending is one of the reasons why people hold the movie up higher than, say, Hellfest, which leaves you kind of being like, huh? What? Huh? Yeah, we, we never really get a resolution with Hellfest. But at the same time, with Harper's main story of abuse, of going through abuse, yeah, she kind of overcomes that against the devil. But at the same time, we really don't get her confrontation with her fa- fucking father either or finding out her father's there or something. <laughs> you know, the thing is, it's an hour and a half movie and one of the problems with this kind of movie is that we, yeah, there's just not enough time to get as much character backstory and enough character moments because it's, it's, it is what it is. It's a thrill-seeking haunted house movie and it's an hour and 32 minutes so it's like, you're right. About 10 minutes more for some character stuff, maybe, but... Again, or take out or have them escape the haunted house a little earlier just yep. so to have the clown then hunting hunting her but she's already confronted her dad or something like that or some shit for the for the character resolution then we get our finale against the clown right exactly which again I was pleasantly surprised with I wasn't mad at all about this unless there's something else you want to talk about what about categories? Well, I'm going to go ahead and give Harper, who the actress's name, Katie Stevens, I'm going to go ahead and give her, to me, the best performance because I think her and the main actor, Nathan, played by Will Bertain, were both, again, in this movie, all you need from the main characters is they have to be likable enough that you want to cheer for them to make it to freedom. And these two characters, decently well-written, but likable, charismatic actors, and... You're really rooting for them at the end. You really want to see them get away. So so this one's kind of a hard one for me because I would like to give it to them, but since you just did, um, I'm going to give it a ghost, actually, because before his death, he was kind of one of those characters that could easily play you for a fool. Because that voice. And he, that voice <clears throat> yeah, is so, um, <laughs> de- so deceptive and deceiving, lures you in like, oh, this guy seems harmless because of his voice, but... Not harmless at all. And now that harmless because of his voice, he's like I said, he looks slender. And then finally, when you hear him actually talking to Evan right before killing him, you could hear the shift in the voice. It's just like, ah, he's not a good guy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm giving it to Ghost, even though we don't really see any kind of, you know, facial expressions. He has to use more body acting and voice acting, but fuck it. Hmm. What about worst performance? Worst performance, that's all. I'm giving it to Sam because we didn't get shit with him. Well, and just so the audience knows, sometimes when a movie has relatively decent performances, we do defer to worst character. In this case, Sam, to me, is the worst character because he's built up in a way that 
appears would have more meaning but does not have any meaning and he just ends up being another killed out of the body count although he's a jerk so it was somewhat satisfying seeing him die in the way he did oh no that's part satisfying i just wish we would have gotten a confrontation to show us because to be honest with you throughout the movie for sam when every time we see him it looks more like concern than anger I'm just wondering if this character, yeah. is, is he really supposed to be abusive or because they mentioned he's an alcoholic, maybe it's the fact that he's sober now and he's more repentant of what he did that yeah. he's trying to apologize now. But at the same time, we just saw earlier in the fucking movie that he is cursing her out. He's throwing shit at their door. So it kind of kills the character that we don't know which direction this character is supposed to go. Very true. And... We'll never know because I don't think he's going to wake back up and tell us. So, Well, his head was smashed in, so probably not. That's very, very true. Um, best scene? Best scene. That, that, that's a hard one for me. Because uh, to be honest with you, as much as I do actually enjoy this movie, there isn't really a scene that kind of stands out to me. I'd have to agree. Nothing really stands out as like, ooh, this has got to be the best scene. It really makes you think about it. It has a lot of good scenes, and they're all equally on the same level almost. So that's the thing. But standout scene, I guess... I guess that first time... I guess when Mallory dies, it's kind of like the first rude awakening that these characters are definitely in some ish. Because there's no turning back at that point. You're kind of just like... If there was any doubt beforehand about, hey, maybe this is like... Oh, maybe they're okay. Maybe this is just a haunted house. And that's when they know they're screwed. So I'm not to go. So to be, that. so I'm gonna go with probably the scene that gave that I felt like gave me the most suspense. That made sense because also there's no music playing in the background for this scene. It's just you're focused on Mallory's face as she's trying to see through the dark. You have to see her fear and without the music without anything going on no noise you kind of feel the same fear she is at the time so it's the scene where she's in that dark room and she ends up accidentally stepping on the nail yeah that's good and and i would say run up for me too is just the whole ending when they're escaping it gets pretty frantic at that point there's a lot of action going on pretty fast paced moving so when um when her nathan when when they finally reunite at the end and they're both like really you know, they're escaping, they're climbing up to the thing, finally getting to the field and stuff. It's pretty exciting stuff. It was a pretty, it was yeah. a, it was an action-packed climax, for sure. Our worst scene. Mm, I'm gonna be lazy and just go back to that scene with Evan, Evan's death, because <laughs> I just feel like, I like the aftermath and it has that cool effect of uh, what's done to Evan, let's just say, but I just sort of liked an actual fight there or a struggle or something, right? Well, I feel like, again, if Evan would have fought back, he would have overpowered that guy, even with him having a hammer. Definitely possible. Yeah, but uh, for me, uh, I'm actually giving it more to the Nathan Ghost fight because literally I, th- this it's just a... Honestly, I feel like at this point, Ghost, because I think uh, the devil's already been shot at this point. Yeah. But it should be... Ghost and Nathan should be almost should just go kind of blow for blow kind of deal. Yeah, maybe sure. I just wanted maybe I just wanted an actual fight scene, but I just feel like this is the two two characters that would have given us this blow for blow fight. But 
then all of a sudden Harper comes in, knocks him out, and walks away, and we don't see Ghost ever again. I don't even remember if he fucking died or not. I guess he burned alive when Clown burnt the damn place down. You know, I feel like we could be reviewing The Little Mermaid, and you'd be like, yeah, but but there wasn't a fight scene, man. Like, where's the fight scene? It's like, it's The Little Mermaid, buddy. Um, so when The Little Mermaid had a minor fight scene against Ursula. Give Get it right, and it's Disney, so Disney don't put fight scenes unless it's Mulan. Wow. Okay. Well, let's move on. Fucking deal with it. How about that? Let's <laughs> let's not move on. Let's move on. How about that? Let's move on. Um. All right. Okay. Then what would you want to change? Man, you already talked about it a little bit, but basically, I think I would have them exit the haunted house a little bit sooner, and then have more explanation about things at the end a little bit. Because I don't think they were planning for a sequel, so you might as well put your cards on the table and reveal everything. Um, but nothing really. Everything in the haunted house, for the most part, is crucial. I guess. I mean, it all leads to something. So, but you know, like you said, maybe. Well, you're probably gonna have some uh, with the whole Sam thing. Probably have some issues with that. But I'd say just get get, get them out of the haunted house a little bit quicker before it starts to get kind of repetitive and kind of yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, to be honest, I, I agree with you, and that's why I'm going to go with the same thing, um, just so we can both have something different to say. But I think we've both hit the nail on the head with Sam. Give us a complete character, not one that's kind of flip-floppy, and also give us something more between Harper and him that actually makes us think that there's going to be and will be a conflict that actually deals with it because once Harper goes into that haunted house Sam's a back figure <clears throat> yeah even though she thinks that the devil is Sam <laughs> well uh, some people named Sam sometimes can be confused as the devil and um yes yeah, so I, I love how the that. devil how the devil just takes off his mask and goes who's Sam <laughs> that was pretty cool um alright give me your final thoughts buddy final thoughts so overall this movie has some pretty fun characters. It has some pretty fun kills. It has a, I like the atmosphere of the haunted house. I like the way the killers all look, especially in their with their mask, because even the clown mask was creepy to me. And and I like clowns. Uh, the devil, the devil. Honestly, he shouldn't have worn a mask. He should have just used his real face. That face was creepy. Ghost, I can see where he's wearing a mask. But uh, the only thing I didn't like was as you brought up multiple times i'm sure you'll bring it up again because i'm going to bring it up now is there is a few issues that was not resolved like why did the killers even do this in the first place what was their breaking point you know when you're not setting up a sequel we need to know these kind of things for the full story it doesn't hurt uh harper doesn't really get her confrontation between her two main villains which is sam and her father and overall, and also the haunted house bit, yeah, it's a small haunted house. So overall, it does feel like it's overplayed. It's welcome after a certain point. So overall, I'm actually going to give this movie a th- three because I feel like this is a movie I will probably still go back and revisit a couple of times during Halloween only. Mm. So it has a kind of a rewatch value for me particularly. So hmm. I think I'll give this one a three. You know, one thing I want to mention, this was this was resolved, but I did feel like her best friend Bailey sort of 
same thing kind of like with Evan where I feel like they could have maybe gave her a better death or more of a moment there. She felt like an important character and then suddenly she felt not important when she died um, because it's just kind of a nothing death. Um, anyways, um, I'm kind of with you on what you said, basically. There's a few minor nitpicks I could say about it, but overall it's a fun movie. It has a really fun Halloween atmosphere to it. It's probably going to have a pretty solid rewatchability, to be honest. Um... It, def- it never really transcends into being a great horror movie. It's kind of just pretty steady good throughout. Um, but it never really takes the leap to like to where you're just blown away by anything. It's just kind of steady at its level, which is a good level. So yeah, I'm going to go with three stars also. It's kind of trying to decide between that and two and a half stars. But I'm going to say for what it's trying to accomplish, it does pretty much everything right for the most part. And so everybody, as usual, actually, I do want to piggyback one thing with the Bailey thing. I thought she was dead when she fell through that trap door because she was cut pretty deep true so anyway so as usual folks you don't have to go home but you do have to get chicken nuggets i've already had 40 of them today vic probably had zero he'll probably get more when he's on his way home and as always folks if you are scaling back on mountain dew hopefully your starting point is not seven or eight or nine like nick hopefully you can scale back from three down to one not three being the end point like it is for nick and also um and also is that what, what i'm at now Next month I'm going down to two. Okay, well, we'll we'll cheer you on. We'll we'll uh, wish the best for you on that. And of course, uh, you hopefully you don't actually bleed Mountain Dew, but I'm kind of kind of suspect suspect that. And as always, uh, make sure to never watch Supernatural, never watch Repo the Genetic Opera, and um, and don't eat as many chicken nuggets as Nick does because you'll have heartburn and you won't feel good afterwards. And do not watch Troll Two. Have a good night. You must be trolling him. It's the greatest movie ever, so...